In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel today is from Luke chapter 1, about the birth of John the Baptist. And as you heard, there was a conversation actually taking place about what this child should be named. We see that Zacharias and Elizabeth insisted to name him John because this name was given by the Archangel Gabriel to Zacharias. And why the name of this child is very important? Because this child came to prepare the way to the Lord Jesus Christ. We call him the forerunner, the one who came before the Messiah to pave the way for him. And with his birth, actually, the love and the manifestation, the love and the care and the compassion of God is revealed to us. Because there was enmity between us and God. But God, out of his love, mercy, compassion, he chose to save us. So the birth of John is a manifestation of God's love and God's mercy and God's compassion to us. I say the manifestation because the love of God existed from everlasting to everlasting. But it is manifested to us with the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ and also with the birth of John the Baptist who came to prepare the way. And as you know, the word John means love is compassionate. Johanna, Jehovah means God. Hanna, Hanan means compassionate. Love is compassionate. And why the name is very important? Because our salvation is not based on our merits. We did not earn our salvation. But it is the election of God. God chose to save us. So if God did not choose to save us, we would not be saved. You cannot earn your salvation. It is because of his love, because of his compassion, because of his mercy, he chose us. When he chose, actually, he chose everybody. He chose all of us, all the descendants of Adam, all of them without exception. But why not everybody is saved? Because not everybody accepted this election. The Jews, in their understanding, the election is based on their genealogy. If they are descendant of Abraham by the flesh, if they are Israelites, then they are the chosen people of God. That is their understanding. And St. Paul answered this in the Pauline letter that you heard it today from Romans chapter 9. 
St. Paul starts by saying, let us see whether the election of God based on your ancestors, based on your genealogy, or based on the election. So he said Abraham had two sons, Ishmael, and Ishmael is the firstborn son, and Isaac. But we see here how God did not choose the firstborn son Ishmael, but he chose Isaac. Maybe some people would challenge this and say, but Isaac is the son of Sarah, the wife, but Ishmael is the son of Hagar. That's why God chose Isaac, not Ishmael. So St. Paul gives them another example. What about a twin from the same father and the same mother? God chose one, not the other. And he gives them the example of Isu and Jacob. Both of them were twin in the same womb, same father, same mother. Then, if God is choosing based on the, our ancestors, our genealogy, who would have chosen Isa and Jacob. But as St. John explained in his Gospel, chapter 1, those who accepted him, he gives them the authority to be children of God. Those who are not born according to the flesh, or according to the blood, or according to the will of man but they are born from God. So that's actually what St. Paul said in Romans chapter 9, verse 6, which is the Pauline letter of today. But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. God promised to save Israel, but we see that not Israel are saved. So St. Paul said, can this mean the word of God has no effect? He said, no. But not all Israel, according to the fresh, are Israelites. But the new Israel are those who accepted the Son of God. That's why in verse 7 he said, nor are they all children, because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac your seed shall be called. Not everyone from the seed of Abraham is a true Israelite. The true Israelite, those who believed in the seed with capital S, the seed, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 8, that is those who are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. The children of the flesh are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted as the seed. Those who believed in the promise of salvation, these are the seed, the children. For this is the word of the promise, at this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son. And then he gives the example of Esau and Jacob, and not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived, 
by one man, so here the same father and the same mother, even by our father Isaac, for the children not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works, but of him who calls. So here he gave us the example of Isu and Jacob. Both of them, same father, same mother, twins. And God chose one, not the other. It was said to her, the altar shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Isu I have hated. We explained two points so far about the election. Number one, the election is not based on our actions, on our merits. It is God who chose to save us. And number two, that not the children of the flesh are the children of God, but the children of the promise. Those who accepted the promise those who accepted the Son of God to be their Lord, their Savior, and their God. But here the third question, or the third point I want to make, then based on what God chose Jacob and hated, hated means he did not accept his life and his conduct and his deeds, his works. What does this mean? Think about a scholarship. When there is a scholarship granted, this scholarship granted because this company or this organization decided and it chose to give free scholarship to certain people. So it's free. But there are some rules in order to get this scholarship, to accept it. You need to apply for it. You need to satisfy certain requirements in order to get this scholarship. This doesn't mean that you earn the scholarship. Because if they don't choose to offer the scholarship, even if you meet all the requirements, you wouldn't get it. So it is based on the graciousness and the generosity of the donor of the scholarship. But you need to meet some requirement to get this scholarship. That's why you cannot say, I earned it, but you made the requirement. And the requirements in order to receive this free gift of salvation is to accept the Son and to walk righteously. God, in his foreknowledge, he foreknew that Jacob would walk righteously. And righteously doesn't mean sinless. Because if you study the life of Jacob, you will find so many shortcomings in his life. But he was living the life of repentance, not the life of rebellion. Isa was a rebellious son, but Jacob was an obedient and a repentant. Yes, he has shortcomings, but every time he repents and he returns back to God. So St. Paul answered this third point. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God because he chose 
Jacob and not chose Esau? No. As he explained in the same letter in chapter 8, those whom he foreknew, he predestined. This predestination is based on his foreknowledge. Those whom he foreknew, he predestined. So he foreknew Jacob and how he will live life of righteousness. That's why he appointed him to receive this free gift of salvation. And St. Paul started to explain that our salvation is based not on our merits, but because God had showed this. As he said in verse 15, For he, God, says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. So when God shows mercy upon us, it's not because we ran very well or because we have this will. No. It is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. He chose to show his mercy to us. And this is the foundation of the name John, the manifestation of God's mercy. As God gives mercy, he has the right also to withdraw this mercy from the people who rebel, from the people who refuse him, from the people who are not obedient to him. And you cannot question God why you are withdrawing your mercy. Because he actually chose to give mercy to the people by his own will. But he put requirement. Think again about the scholarship. There are requirements. If you don't meet this requirement, he will withdraw his mercy. For example, Pharaoh. Nine times before the destruction of Pharaoh, through the plagues, God gave him opportunity And if you remember, every time Pharaoh goes to Moses and Aaron and tells them, I repent to the Lord. Just ask the Lord to have mercy on me and remove this plague. And God agreed. Nine times. But at the end, God chose to withdraw his mercy. When God withdrew his mercy and grace, what will happen? Our heart will be hardened. Because the hearts of flesh that we have, it's because of his grace. As he told us, I will remove from you the hearts of stone and give you hearts of flesh. So once God withdrew his grace, then our hearts will be hardened. We go back to our corrupted nature. The nature of sin, the sinful nature. That's why St. Paul said, For the scripture says to to the Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. God actually used each vessel, the vessels of mercy, those who are obedient, those who are righteous, living the life of repentance. 
God will choose these vessels. Vessels mean human being. God will choose them to show his mercy and compassion. But also those who are rebellious against God and disobedient and unrighteous in spite of the several warnings that God gives them, God chose them to manifest his power also. Pharaoh, because he was disobedient and unrepentant, God told him that I may show my power in you, in Pharaoh, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. Until now, even in the first host, we remember the power of God that actually led the people of Israel from the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, which was a symbol of leading our exodus from the slavery of Satan, from the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of Christ with his incarnation. Therefore, he, God, has mercy on whom he wills. Because again, showing his mercy based on his choice, his will. Not because we decided to obtain mercy. It is him who decided to show mercy on us. And whom he wills, he hardens. Again, he has the right to withdraw this mercy from those who did not accept him. St. Paul explained the predestination or the election in a very powerful way. Number one, it is God who chose to save us, not based on our merits, but because he chose to save us because of his love, the abundance of his mercy, and the compassion. And that's why the forerunner who came to pave the way before the Lord, his name was called John. God is compassionate. That's number one. Number two, the election is not based on your genealogy. Who is your father or who is your grandfather? No. It's based whether you accept this offer of grace or not. So not the children of the Abraham according to the flesh are the Israelites. But those who are doing the work of Abraham, those who are living like Abraham, who accepted the promise, who believed in the promise. So when we believe in the promise, we will be the children of Abraham by the Spirit, not the children of flesh. Number three. Yes, it is free gift, but there are some requirements. These requirements doesn't mean you earn your salvation. This requirement doesn't mean that you are accepting this salvation by your merits. No. But these are the requirements in order to be saved, to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and to live repentant and righteous life. And the last point, that this predestination is based on the foreknowledge of God. Those whom he foreknew, he predestined, he appointed. It is his right to withdraw the grace from those whom he foreknew 
they are rebellious, they will not live righteous life, they will not meet the requirements. Now, we should know that God called all of us and he is willing to give all of us this free gift of salvation. Now it is up to us to accept it or not. It's your choice to accept this gift or not. If we live righteously, if we live life of repentance, if we comply to the commandment of God, the way of life, then we are the children of Abraham. We are the children of God. We are his people. We are beloved to him. But those who reject the Lord Jesus Christ, reject his kingship, reject his commandments, then they are choosing for themselves the way of death. And God also chooses to withdraw his grace from them. As the Lord said in Deuteronomy, I have set before you the way of life and the way of death. Choose life to live. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.